Welcome to the Eye of the Observer podcast, the podcast of the Observer News staff. On Eye of the Observer, we'll be interviewing the newsmakers and fascinating personalities at Elgin Community College. Or sometimes we'll be talking about news or cultural topics among ourselves to inform and entertain you. Today's podcast is sponsored by Columbia College of Missouri. Begin a new chapter at Columbia College of Missouri in Elgin, offering flexible, affordable degrees for real lives and real responsibilities. Located locally on the ECC campus, you can take classes in person or online, all at your own pace. Hi, my name is Vanch. My name is Moises. I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about college apps. It's the season at the moment. Uh, you know, you're about to turn in your first ever college apps if you're your first year, or you're going to transfer out. Deadlines are always sporadic, but today we're here to inform you about what should and shouldn't be on your college apps. So as a student that uh, doesn't have any knowledge about uh, transferring or anything like that, uh, when I came to ECC, I didn't have a goal set up. I didn't even know I was going to come here for a degree. I, I just came here for like just to take classes and get it out the way. Um, I was never introduced anything with transferring. So a couple questions that I have is like, what is the common app? Where do we even start with this? Like, where do we even start with the common app? The Common App is basically the central hub where you fill out all your college applications so that you can move on from high school or move on from your college and then go to another or uh, another institution. So College App usually comprises of your background, your personal essay, your uh, activities, and other things that make you a student, especially your GPA. Um, when you're applying as a first year, it, it, diff- it differs than if you're applying as a transfer. Uh, do you know the difference or no? Um, I think I kind of saw the differences when I went to NIU. Um, doesn't like a first year have to do a little bit more than a transfer because of the amount of credits and experience one has with the college? Yeah, so I, I'll say that they're both pretty different when it comes to what you do. A first year student, usually when they're applying as a first year, you don't have enough credits to have a degree yet. So you're applying usually out of high school and you're planning to go into a four-year institution. So because there's less experience from you, they probably will ask you a lot more. Like, of course, the basic information is like your ethnicity, your educational background, what you did in high school, and your GPA or like basic things. But they also have sometimes some pretty complicated writing supplements. Some are simple and repetitive and kind of seen everywhere, whereas some are super unique. Okay. And I know that at the beginning I did mention that uh, I didn't have a goal then, but now I do. Uh, I'm currently enrolling into Columbia College of Chicago for a bachelor's in audio arts. And something that I did notice on the application when I was submitting was um, if you have less than 12 college credits, then you do have to take some exam, which would be the SAT if you took the SAT exam or the ACT exam in high school, or you would have to redo some pre-exams there to kind of uh, figure out what co- uh, college classes to take. S- same thing like here at ECC. Um, so I'm guessing that that's one of the differences when it comes to like first year and transfer students. Yeah, there are there are definitely some differences in requirements. Like I know I'm not an expert, but I know when talking to lots of admissions counselors, they always said that being a first year, um, they don't expect a ton of like things that'll transfer over unless you took AP, and that's kind of its own thing. But when you're applying as a transfer, they need to make sure like you know you're already. I guess you've already completed enough things to go on and finish your degree. So, I, I mean, I've talked to people here as well at ECC. Uh, my career advisor, uh, Mrs. O'Hara, gave me a lot of information about how there are differences. And yeah, they would actually, if I didn't complete some credits here, they would have actually made me probably take an exam. 
So something that I would like to jump in on uh, as first year students, um, excluding if you're like a dual enroll or dual credit, um, first year students actually generally do have to take the exam just to see if they're getting placed in certain levels of chemistry or whatnot. Most colleges, they don't do this. They take your SAT score, ACT score. Some colleges, they do require you to take the exam of your first year just to see where you'd fall in their kind of prerequisites. For example, at LJ Community College, uh, we have something called the Alex Placement Exam, which places us in a math co uh, math course here. For example, if you get a 70-something, um, then you'll be placed in calculus. So you can take one level lower, one you can't take one level higher though. It's your max level of math. I thankfully placed out of all the levels of math, well not all of them, but I was placed in calc and I ended up taking trick because I didn't have that bridge yet, especially since I'm a dual credit student. But moving on, um, that's just one example of how schools can take your um, SAT score and still make you do a um, certain amount of tests to see where you qualified to fit in. Yeah. And then a couple of other things I guess that's worth mentioning is they always give you the option to take the test because if you think you can do better than what you got based on your SAT score, obviously they won't stop you. For example, the Alex test you can take up to five times. Um, I think per year, Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is it five times per year? Uh, it's in general five times. I'm in general count. five times. And they have a reading section too. So it's not just math. It's like reading English and math. Yeah. And I think the one that's the hardest personally from taking was the math. Yeah, and I know the testing was optional. I honestly didn't think you had to take it anywhere, but I'm, I'm sure it's just an option that people have, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think in this case scenario would be for like students that either missed the ACT or SAT in high school or didn't take it as serious but now wants to come to college. I think that's where the uh, those exams would come and fit as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So to move on to the next question that I have about transfers and uh, first years is, is what should I put on my application? So there's a variety of things you could really add. Something I put, I really stressed on my application. My GPA is good, but I also have like a lot of extracurriculars. So if like you're, I don't know, if, if you're doing audio engineering, right, Moises? Yes. So if you um, put on there that you're an audio engineer for the Eye of the Observer podcast, that'll help you have a good resume. People people reviewing your application will be like, oh, this guy has knowledge in the field he wants to go into. He's did audio engineering work for a podcast on a, a college level newsletter. That makes sense. It's, so it's kind of like a job application on a resume where you want to put the actual like important things that make sense when you're applying rather than putting a bunch of other random stuff yeah exactly i i know like um when i was getting um my college apps done something my counselor would always tell me again mrs o'hara really helped me out with this is because i want to do medicine make sure to emphasize how your activities could connect to medicine so like some i'm gonna be honest i didn't have a lot of opportunity to do med medical related clubs at, e at uh, ec or bhs just because i had like a busy schedule and i think at my high school, I couldn't really find any that were really engrossing. So I decided to just connect everything I did to healthcare. That makes sense. And so let me ask you this question and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but um, you are a PTK officer of the fundraiser? Uh, it's for fellowship, actually. Fellowship. So do you think that putting that in your, res uh, your college application, would that be a great fit or do you think it would be irrelevant? Uh, for sure, I think it's a good fit. It involves creating events, planning things with other people, collaborations, getting to know people. 
I feel like it helps with, a, so if I want to do medicine, it really helps establish, um, I guess, a sense of ethos or credibility. Like, oh, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing because he often talks to people. And in healthcare, there's, it's half of its hospitality, really, if you think about it. Even worth mentioning, any leadership position that you've held before, a lot of people tell you to put that down. Um, the more leadership positions you handled and whatnot, um, that's how it defines you being a team player, a leader and whatnot. So let's say, for example, um, I'm vice president of the Phi Theta Capital Rural Kappa chapter. I want to put that down to emphasize that I have a leader stance, right? I'm a leader and I work with the team. And that's what you kind of want to emphasize as well. Activities um, on the Common App, there's a tab actually called activities. That's where you put all this down. Irrelevant or relevant and it doesn't really matter at this point but the more extracurriculars that you put down that are some in some way relevant to your major overall major if you're undecided you can really put generically anything you've done that's a con like accomplishments um the more you put the more you kind of diversify yourself for example on my common app i put down like for the observer staff photographer i put down my role as podcast director for ptk i put down like my vice president role and i was a member and then i put down a couple of other things too like clubs i've been a part of what leadership roles i've held in the past because it's not limited to what you've done in one year it's limited to what you've done over your high school career and this is just for first years for transfers is the same thing it's just college career and one big part about activities you can also put your work for example i'm going to pharmacy so i definitely want to put like put pharmacy technician work and there's a paid section or sorry there's a section that says paid so then your employer how much how long you've worked there what you do there what certifications you hold that's what it asks for and at least for me i put down all the certifications i held and whatnot and how i progressed and that i think personally helps me a lot more because i'm going to pharmacy. But if you have that experience, that's great to have as well. So I got two more questions about uh, what to put on my application and then we're going to head out to the next question. So the two questions, the first one would be, I heard in high school and coming into college that joining clubs would look really good on college applications, uh, especially when you're transferring to a four-year. Um, in your opinion, or not even in your opinion, but like in your um, experience, you think that's relevant to applications? Yes. Um, the more you're active in your high school community or, or college community, um, that's it shows colleges that you're not the type of person to just be there just to, you know, study, study, you know, mm -hmm. not to study, but just to be there. Yeah. It's, it shows that if you're engaging in campus life, student life, that you're doing something monumental. And I think especially that I, I put this, that I put this down for sure was I started the first student led podcast. I have the observer and that's what it classified as. So I put that down and that was a monumental thing on my common app out of everything. And I think that held more weight than me saying a couple of years ago, right? Like in a, a club or event, like from a couple of years ago, that holds more weight. So it's really good to be active in your school community in general, but for the common app, it's more not required, but it necessary. looks good. It, it looks, looks very good. So then the last question to this question would be, um, you did mention something about you having experience because of your work, your work title, certified pharmacy technician. So I am going for audio arts and bachelors again. And this question doesn't just apply to me. It just applies to a certain uh, group of students that probably have the same situation as me. I have a different career at the moment. I have a job that's also a certified pharmacy tech, but obviously I'm pursuing a whole different degree that's not in the medical 
uh, field. Uh, do you think putting my job uh, on that college application would make sense? Or do you think I should just like not put it in there at all? Right. So you, you should definitely put that in there. Um, I guess it depends on how long you've worked there. If it's a recent job, um, I would err at the, so the side of caution. Okay. Um, but if you've been there for a while, I'd definitely put that down. Um, what they do really, and honestly, it all depends. For example, my major is pharmacy, but to some colleges, they didn't have a pharmacy program. So I put bachelor's of chemistry, bachelor's of biology, but my background isn't there. Okay. Right. In your case though, I would put down your free, you do freelance client work. Um, you know, like I would put something like that down as well or try to move towards it. Like something more relevant to what I'm going for. Right. And and if it comes to the point where you use all 10 of your activity slides, because you only get 10, if you use all 10, I wouldn't cut down, I wouldn't cut work out. I'd cut something else out. Because the longer that you've been with that particular company and it shows on your resume, and if you show that you progressed in that position over the years, that shows more than you starting an audio job two months just to get it on the Common App. All right, to move on to the next question is, where should I even apply? When it comes to being a first-year student, there's usually like a set of recommendations of how you should apply. There are three types of schools you can really apply to, safeties, targets, and reaches. A safety school is a school that, based on your academic performance, you can probably guarantee you'll get in. A target is a school that's well within your skill range. You'll probably get in, and it's, a, it's honestly a school you just want to get into. And a reach is a school where it kind of outranks how you did in high school or college. And it's like, maybe I'll get there. It's like it's kind of like a for funsies type of thing. If you're a transfer student, there's no real regulations on how you can apply or transfer. It just depends on if the school like gets back to you and says you're in because a transfer application is really up to how the school will take your credits and how they'll take your credibility. It's not like you've never been to college before. If you're transferring, you've most likely gotten a degree. So when you transfer, they're already expecting that you have experience. They're not going to be as probably, probably be as hard as you, on you as when, if you were a First year, sorry. So I honestly think that you can apply anywhere you want. It's just, it's really up to the college if they'll take you, you know. There's no like, I can't really gauge an acceptance rate, like a standardized acceptance rate for all colleges because transferring is kind of its own thing. So in terms of transferring, I'll probably talk um, more about transferring here at this point. ECC actually has services called Transfer Services. It's in Building B. It's also the Student Success Center uh, room B120. And basically, uh, they actually have partnership with colleges that gives scholarships and takes ECC credit for sure. And so if you graduate from here with 60 community college credits, or college credits, I'm sorry, and you move on to another university of any choice, they will most likely take all 60 credits. They'll piece them up, obviously. They might restructure them, but it is 60 credits, and there's no issues with it. So, for example, Lake Forest College, they have partnership with the ECC. Elmhurst University, you know, North Central College, I'm just looking at their rep visits here. Columbia College of Missouri, they definitely have the partnership with the ECC, but you can take the bachelor's degree here and still be on this campus. At Columbia College of Chicago, Chicago State University, Aurora University, I can go on and on. Um, one monumental thing that I know of is that Roosevelt University and ECC, they actually have a partnership where they have um, tr like scholarships if you transfer to Roosevelt University. For the pharmacy program, at least uh, when I looked at it, they offered a scholarship, I think up to like 54000 last time I heard about it, for a graduate program. Now, you can correct me on that. However, as far as I can tell from alumni and whatnot, 54000 to Roosevelt. And the person I'm talking about, she's currently going to pharmacy school. So To move on to the next question, um, where can I find help at ECC? 
Well, I guess I might as well tie it back in here. Um, but there's something called the transfer services here at ECC. It's actually located in the Student Success Center. Um, it's actually building B room B120. And like their phone number is 847-214-7390. Um, so their hours, Monday through Thursday is 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And basically what they can do is um, they can hook you up with an academic advisor who can make your full plan for transferring and kind of make sure all your credits goes over there. Um, they can help you select a university transfer degree or maybe a career and technical degree. They basically like prepare you to transfer. They give you resources and tools for a transfer that seems seamless. They also have the opportunity to complete your bachelor's degree here through university partners. So certain universities like Columbia College of Missouri, they offer um, certain bachelor degrees here instead of going all the way to their college. Campus. Oh yeah, like they have like the College of Columbia, Columbia College here and NIU. Yes. And then Columbia College of Missouri too. Yeah, that's that's the one I was. That's yeah, I thought you were referring to that one. Yeah, I yeah. Understand. Okay, well, that's uh, thank you for that information. Um, so, why is it important to look for help when we are doing these applications? Well, just getting like a, I guess a second person to look at what you did, how you wrote everything, how you listed everything is real important, especially since everyone has their own biases against themselves, right? People can doubt themselves, not be as confident in themselves. Oh, I only got a 3.5 GPA. There's no way I can make it to Northwestern, you know, stuff like that, right? So it's always good to have someone else share their opinion, see what they can do to help or improve how you wrote your application or put it together. So really the main thing with having other people help you is to see another opinion, another point of view. And I think it's important to see that. So you have, I guess, a real view on how your application looks. Makes sense. And, uh, you know, I actually agree with that because uh, currently, as I said, I'm currently working on my transfer uh, to Columbia College of Chicago. We have the chance to work on a portfolio to show our our uh, talent and express why we sh we deserve a scholarship, which is important when you're transferring to college uh, universities and colleges that are out of our budgets. And I went to the writer's place for help to help me write the uh, a two-page essay to try to convince them on why I deserve that scholarship. Yeah, I, I actually went to the right place as well. That's how I finished my college apps, actually. I closed it with going to the right place. So. Yeah, and so in other words, the writer's place is also another place that can help you with uh, transfer applications uh, when it comes to the writing um, essays side of it. Um, just as long as you bring in a format of what the college is expecting you to write about, then the writer's place will be able to help you out. Uh, also make sure to bring in something written down already. Uh, do not show up with nothing. <laughs> right, yeah. And the, and the right place is um, second floor of B building. It is, um, I'm trying to find the room number, B274, I believe, which is uh, basically there are some professors there that um, stay after their classes and help students with their essays, whether it's college apps, persuasive essays, etc. And yeah, and so keep in mind, you do not need an appointment. Uh, it is best to make an appointment so that you have an appointment reserved with that with that uh, advisor that can help you write that essay or, sorry, lead you into the right direction of the essay. Or you can also walk in, but just keep in mind that sometimes they would be uh, packed with appointments. So keep in mind that it's, it's, most, it's better to just make the appointment. Um, so we are left with open discussion. Um, I want to start off with... Uh, directing our audience with those who are interested in transferring to different uh, to a four-year university or to colleges to follow their degrees and bachelors and masters. I would definitely suggest going to collegescorecard.ed.gov to uh, make sure that the university or college that you're planning on transferring is 
the uh, it's in the well qualified rank, and you're not going for a university that's a low rank and probably has like a lot of dropouts and all that stuff. It's always important to check that, just because you don't want to go into the wrong university and then find out that uh, the rates are really low compared to what you were expecting. It also is really good to check national ratings of each university that you're attending or that you're trying to apply to. For example, if you're going to the healthcare field, um, it is very important you check for their graduate school as well. If they're ranked number one, it might mean that they're more competitive than the usual average graduate school. So you do have to find the balance, obviously. One big thing is to look at some state schools um, and to see, at least in the state of Illinois, some state-funded schools. Um, those for sure can partner up with ECC. They'll take your credits. Um, it's more safety. Yeah, I know that there is some uh, colleges like NIU. Literally, they just look at your transfer and if it says Elgin, then they right away accept you, uh, which is pretty cool that we have those connections here. But yeah, it's always important to check that information. It's also good to have on your belt because the more of a higher rating that the, that the universities have, the better of a chance you get at getting accepted at a career later in the future. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad we discussed how you can better your college apps, how you can even start writing them. To our listeners here, always look TCC for any resources that may help you in your college application process. We know it's hard and that sometimes you can get stumped on what to write. So always look to the right place and student services. Big thanks to our listeners. A huge thank you to our editors for editing today's episode. To learn more about the Elgin Observer and to see our work, make sure to visit elginobserver.com. Follow us on Instagram at ECC Podcast and on TikTok at Elgin Observer. Just remember that you can begin a new chapter at Columbia College of Missouri in Elgin, offering flexible, affordable degrees for real lives and real responsibilities. Located locally on the ECC campus, you can take classes in person or online all at your own pace. We'll see you next time.